This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings. This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments, a weekly podcast where we ponder and proclaim the Sunday Mass readings. I want to welcome those of you who are tuned in to the Hail Mary Media app. It's great to have you joining us. If you have not downloaded free the Hail Mary Media app, this is a great time to do so. And you can find Faith Moments on my website, dinamarie.org, on my YouTube channel, or on the Hail Mary Media app. We continue in this season of Lent. It's the fourth Sunday of Lent, and we continue to have these scrutinies, the third and fourth and fifth Sunday. There are longer gospel readings, and we continue to join in prayer and support with those who are preparing to receive baptism, receive confirmation, and First Holy Communion at the Easter Vigil. And so these three weeks, the third, fourth, and fifth Sunday in Lent are really important as they make their final preparation. It's that final stretch for the elect in our church. And what always just astounds me is that you live in a particular parish, whether it's in a little town, whether it's in a big city, in a village, those folks who are at your parish, at your community, there are people throughout the whole world in every language, and every, every continent that are also preparing in a preparation process through RCIA. And so it's just beautiful to unite our prayers and our support for these people and to pray for whatever they need. The Lord knows what they need. They may have special needs interiorly in, in their own communities. Uh, they may have opposition as they are coming into full communion with the Catholic Church, maybe with their family, maybe with their associates. We need to pray for them to have the strength and courage to follow the light of Jesus Christ. And so let us uh, let these words in sacred scripture inform us, nourish us, and bring us into the light of Christ. And so let us hear from the word of the Lord as we celebrate this fourth Sunday. I want to begin by opening up in prayer and let's pray the collect prayer that you'll hear this fourth Sunday in Lent. Let us pray. O God, who through your word reconcile the human race to yourself in a wonderful way, grant, we pray, that with prompt devotion and eager faith, the Christian people may hasten for the solemn celebrations to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 
Our first reading is from 1 Samuel, chapter 16. The Lord said to Samuel, Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have chosen my king from among his sons. As Jesse and his sons came to the sacrifice, Samuel looked at Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature, because I have rejected him. Not as man sees does God see, because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. In the same way, Jesse presented seven sons before Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any one of these. Then Samuel asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? Jesse replied, There is still the youngest, who is tending the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, Send for him. We will not begin the sacrificial banquet until he arrives. Jesse sent and had the young man brought to them. He was ruddy, a youth handsome to behold, and making a splendid appearance. The Lord said, There, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel, with the horn of oil in hand, anointed David in the presence of his brothers, and from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. The Word of the Lord. The Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures he gives me repose. Beside restful waters he leads me, he refreshes my soul. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. He guides me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side, with your rod and your staff that give me courage. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Our second reading comes from Ephesians chapter 5. Brothers and sisters, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. Try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the fruitless works of darkness, rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention the things done by them in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The Word of the Lord. Our gospel reading is from John 
chapter 9, verses 1 through 41. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is. But others said, No, he just looks like him. He said, I am. So they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He replied, The man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a sinful man do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, What do you have to say about him, since he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How does he now see? His parents answered and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, the parents, his parents said, he is of age, question him. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, if he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that I was blind and now I see. So they said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? 
they ridiculed him and said, you are that man's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know where this one is from. The man answered and said to them, this is what is so amazing that you do not know where he is from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. They answered and said to him, you are born totally in sin. And are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him. The one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord. And he worshipped him. Then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see might see and those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, surely we are not also blind, are we? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying we see. So your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, last week in the Gospel, we saw Moses and the people and the grumbling of not having the water that they wanted and they were thirsty. And we saw the woman at the well encountering Jesus. And Jesus says, I am he. And, and with Moses, Jesus the Lord himself is with Moses when he strikes the rock. There's this encounter to have the encounter with Jesus. The encounter with the Lord is an encounter for true life, eternal life. In this week, we're getting a sense of sight. And what do we see? And my thought of the theme in these readings, we're blinded by sight. We're blinded by sight. And it's such a great story in the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel, that Samuel is going to anoint the king. And typically, we're looking for the outward appearances. What are the externals that we see that would make us identify a king? And yet, this beautiful line from the Lord to Samuel, reminding Samuel, do not judge from the appearance. You may see this strong, confident, courageous man, but God says, the Lord says, do not judge from his appearance or stature. God sees the heart. The Lord sees the heart. Man sees the appearance. And we're tempted to look at the exterior of people and we'll judge them, whether they are good or not good, whether they have qualities or don't have qualities. And what we realize in this great example is that we have to look to the heart. We have to look to the interior of the person. 
And isn't it the case whether we have people in our own family, people in our work environment, people in our parish, we may look to the exterior and see that everything's just fine. But if we look to the interior, we may see that people are hurting. Maybe they're suffering some type of an interior wound, a hurt, a a, a suffering of some kind, and need the Lord's help. They need the Lord's healing. And we don't know that until we go to the interior of the heart. And it's so beautiful that the the Lord and the Spirit rushed upon David, gave David what he needed through the power of the Spirit. God sees in the heart. This is what we reveal, the heart, as we go to the Lord in asking for forgiveness, in recalling our sinfulness. We go to the heart of things. In the responsorial psalm, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. What's beautiful here, it doesn't it doesn't deceive us by letting us think, oh, if we are the Lord's and we're a sheep being tended by the Lord's, that everything's going to be fine. It, it says in the in the scripture, even though I walk in the dark valley, it recognizes that we will go through difficult times. We will go through dark valleys. We will go through difficulties, but that in those difficulties, we should fear no evil that the Lord is with us. Just like the people who were thirsty with Moses, the Lord is with them. They shouldn't be tempted to grumble and complain, but to praise and to seek the Lord. The Lord spreads his table before our foes, before our enemies. We will have enemies. And yet when we are always with the Lord, when we choose the Lord, he will be with us in those times. St. Paul in his letter to the Ephesians reminds us to live as children of the light. The light produces every kind of goodness, righteousness, and truth. And so when we have sinned, when we recognize sin in our world, we need to expose it to the light. We need to reveal the darkness The evil in our world, we need to expose to the light. Everything exposed to the light becomes visible. Christ is our light. In this long reading of The Man Born Blind, isn't he so wonderful of a person that we want to be like? He lived his whole life and he was an adult We don't know exactly how old he was, but his parents said he is of age. He can speak for himself. Don't you think he would have just wanted to be able to see? He was, he he didn't have sight. And yet when Jesus encountered him, he didn't even ask to be healed. Maybe he even thought that he couldn't be healed and that his blindness was something that he would just have to live with the rest of his life. And he resigned to his blindness. But yet Jesus approached him and on a Sabbath, Jesus made that spittle and clay and through that process touched the man's eyes and healed him. And the man responded to that healing. He went and did what Jesus said, go wash in the pool. And he came back 
he followed the Lord's invitation and he was healed. And he went on to follow the Lord and to worship the Lord. The Pharisees couldn't believe it. The Pharisees kept looking at the law and could not see beyond. They were blinded by the light. They were blinded by the light of Jesus. The light of Jesus encountered this blind man and his openness, his willingness, his, his, his docility, the docileness of, of recognizing and receiving the light of Christ allowed him to see he was healed from the inside out. So beautiful that this willing soul, this blind man encountered the Lord and received the healing. There is a great line of one of the homilies I heard, doctors treat, but Jesus heals. We may be able to be treated from some ailment, but the healing comes from Jesus. Not only did this man receive his sight, and could see with his eyes, his heart. His heart was open to the healing that Jesus could offer him, that eternal life. And that's where we want to go in this week, in our faith walk, is for our hearts to be open to the healing power of Jesus, to receive the light of Christ. That light, that light will see through the darkness see through the lies. And so let us be a people of light. Let us look to the heart. Let us expose our heart to the light of Jesus Christ. And let us hear Jesus and recognize that he is the light of Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the Savior. He is the healer of all who are blind. God bless you as we continue our Lenten journey together. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.